And that's why I like getting caught in the rain. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. It's a little inside joke. I'm drinking a pina colada. Yeah, drinking a pina colada. Because a podcast pina colada, it's the alliteration was just too much to podcast resist. Podcast colada. I've just discovered Topo Chico, which is a carbonated mineral water from Mexico, and it's super tasty. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm into tonight. Well, we know all about the, yeah. the, the Topo Chicos. It is violently carbonated, though. It is. You could probably just heard me take a swig of it just now. It's, yeah, yeah. it's really something. You'll hear me belch it just So, that. yeah, in the pantheon of sparkling waters, it is by far the most aggressive. It is. But it is good. It's enjoyable. I like it a whole lot. Yeah. So, so how's it going? Oh, good. good. Beverages aside, you know? Yeah, no. Bever- Listen, beverages are central. Let's not put them aside. But yes, all good. Um, played that show for my kids' elementary school yeah? on Friday night. It was interesting. Are we at the point to debrief it? We probably are. I think so. I mean, are. We're, we are talking about our things that have happened since the last episode. So they reached out to me to request that I volunteer my yes. efforts for this. Because the total budget for the entire picnic, for the entire school, including food, 250 Yeah, it's a pretty small budget. Slim. Anyway, so I was happy to do it. I love the school and I've loved those kids and it's all good. It's in a big open part of the school campus that has natural grass amphitheater shape mm-hmm. to it. And there's a stage, like a covered stage at the bottom of the hill. And um, it was two loads of my rock and roller cart worth of PA to take down there. I did bring both of my PA stacks and needed them. I was glad I had them because it filled the space very nicely. And I don't think it would have done that with just one of them, but it meant two big trips, long trips from the car down a hill, one direction, kind of side hill. So it was trying to fall off the whole way. Um, right. And then back up the hill the other direction. So that was um, more than I normally would do for free. So you're doing it for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. There's a kid opening for me. His name is Finn Phoenix. And he was a, he's a graduate of that school. He's now in seventh grade. And he was taking guitar lessons with a friend of mine who teaches. And then was gigging this kid, this little fourth grader, third, fourth grader, holding his own on stage. It was great. And I have known of him and seen him play some stuff, but I never really met him or met his family until Friday. And they met them all and he played through my PA and they were great. His sister came up and played bass with him and she was also really good. So family band. Yeah, it was super fun. Now, I mentioned last time that my Soundcraft UI24R stopped talking to me at my last band gig. Stopped. Yes, you guys had a falling out. Yeah, I couldn't reach it from the iPad. And I had remembered a thing on the Facebook group about how it doesn't reboot right with a USB stick in it, which was the condition I was in on Friday. And so mm-hmm. when that happened again this week, while Finn was playing and I was theoretically running sound for him, I knew to pull the USB stick and reboot it. And it came back and talked to me again, but by a little bit of the way into my set, it was not talking to me anymore. So right. something's, something's come off the rails about this device. I do have, there is a firmware update that I owe it. So maybe I'll do mm-hmm. that before deciding it needs professional help. Anyway, I ended up playing almost two hours worth of music and I mixed it up because audiences, people from, you know, from my age, um, I will say I probably represent the oldest of the parents there to kindergartners. And so, uh, we mixed it up. We went all the way from dancing in the moonlight to roar by Katy Perry, some other things. At one point I did get my stage got kind of brigaded by second graders. I had like all, all of the second grade dancing with me on the stage, which was interesting. And I did have my Mevo cameras all set up. I captured Finn's whole set and sent him 
four angles of video and two, you know, like stems of all of his audio. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I hope I'm excited to see what they turned that into, but it meant I haven't had a Mevo camera standing out in front of the stage, maybe 10 feet out in front of the stage. And while I was sitting there at a picnic table running sound for him, I was watching small children run at full child speed in circles around the stage, including around my camera. And at one point, a fat little kindergarten boy (laughs) running at full tilt away from his friends, looking over his shoulder back at his friends while he ran. You picture it, right? Just like, housed my camera knocked it down flat and <laughs> so it was fine i stood it back up it was all fine those things are kind of meant to take a beating but um that's what children do to gear and and then it, well i had them all on the stage i had the same sort of flash of like oh they're gonna just fall over everything everything's gonna be crushed and fallen down on by small people but that didn't happen it was all fine yeah and i feel like if i was going to take an unruly full speed attack on some of my gear i will take a slightly larger kindergartner mm. than the alternative, which is a full-grown drunk person. For sure. Because when you even them out as far as like behavior and that kind of thing, children are basically just tiny drunk adults. Yeah. Yeah. But just on, on basis of mass, they have the, you know, they carry less energy into the things that they run into. Right. W- when we're talking about force and inertia, exactly. not like literal energy, yeah. which they have. Oh, infinite. In, uh, in droves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but when we come to the physics of the thing, I'd rather my stuff be run into by a kindergartner than a drunken fool. Yes. I mean, if we're talking in jewels, yeah. then yeah. Yeah. Which, which we are, we always are. Oh, this is yeah. a very, it's a very heady podcast in case you didn't. We notice. do, we do the big physics. We, yeah, we yeah. are, we are real smart. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, so then well, that's great. Up and, um, and the, the, and, and Finn and his family, Oh, they were so sweet. They just like waited around for me to get packed up and can we help with anything? And in fact, Finn pushed my cart while I steered it up the hill, my first load. Wow. And his sister Shay pushed my cart the second load up the hill. So I had some really good help from some uh, some great kids. So. so there's a kid in my area. Actually, I've, I've sent videos uh, on the Patreon Slack. Yeah. This kid named Rocco. Uh, Rocco Gorlick is his name. And he is, I think, in seventh grade. And he is a fully gigging musician in this area. Very cool. He's got like a, a standing gig and he's got real nice gear. He's the same age as my, uh, as my eldest. They're in like church youth group together. Mm. And see, so he sees him out and about and whatever. Kid's really talented. He's a great player. And he, <laughs> my son was telling me, he's like, yeah, he spent like a couple thousand dollars in some like vintage guitar. I was like, what? <laughs> and my son is like, gobsmacked the fact that he's got thousands of dollars in discretionary income but he's i mean he's making he's playing every weekend he's he's pulling it in yeah i mean i'm sure his parents have you know some sort of plan in place to tuck some away but uh yeah no he's i mean he's got a really nice looking strat a couple of other guitars that he brings out and um kid can play that's good so if you're in the metro atlanta area look for rocco gorlick maybe i'll Send his folks a link yeah. <laughs> when the episode airs. Yeah, Finn Phoenix is playing. Um, we, there's a neighborhood that does a porch fest. So it's a whole afternoon of gigs all across porches. And um, he's playing that too. But he and I are in the same slot. So I'm not going to get to see him. So. Oh, well. Yeah. Deep uh, listeners of the show will remember Jeff Wall, Big Dumb Hick. He's yes. also in the same slot. So I'm not going to get to see him either. That stinks. That's too yeah. bad. I haven't met the guy. I would love to at some point. Yeah, he's, he's um, Oh, so I was going to ask you, were there any particular big winners? I mean, we spent an entire episode talking through song selection and that kind of thing. Were there any standouts? Yes. Tell us about it. What, are, what were they? Party in the USA. Oh, yeah. 
There were- 100%. There were, I counted four different clusters of four to six little girls all clustered up screaming at each other while I played it. So um, yeah, Party in the USA, always going to be a hit. And then Don't Stop Believing. I had like all of the youngins screaming along to Don't Stop Believing. I mean, I, white folks, we just come by it honestly. We do. It's in our it's in our DNA. It's true. Well, fantastic. So no gigs for me this past weekend, but prepping for these two live band karaoke gigs that are coming up. Uh, first one is this Thursday. The next one is next Thursday. Cool. So the first one, it, it's weird because it involves a lot more prep, but then there's also significantly less prep than other versions of this gig because uh for those of you who've been keeping score they're structuring it more like a singing competition right so we actually have a list of folks that are going to sing specific songs and uh you know when you're prepping for a karaoke gig it can be really daunting because you're looking at a list of songs and you're like well i wonder which of these they're going to pick and so you kind of have to like guess one which songs they're going to do and also look through and be like what songs have i not played in a while So that's kind of nice is that we, you know, I've been able to really have a very tight focus on the things that I need to work on. And one of the things that we were, we might get into a little bit later is around like requests. And I think we could maybe dig into that a little bit later. So the other thing is with the prep work, I'm also kind of shooting video as I go through the process just to kind of show people what doing a kind of gig like this is. And um, why, if you're a working band with a really solid repertoire, it's a really great offering for people. Yeah. So that probably won't make it out this Friday. It'll probably be the following Friday, just so I have enough. Uh, I'm able to tell the story. I, I feel like when I'm doing these videos and it's it's more kind of demonstrative, mm-hmm. they just take longer to make because time has to pass in order for things to happen. Right. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those, you know? So, um, you know, you're really right though. The, the karaoke show that I have done, there's always an element of like tight wire risk to that because my, well, I feel like it's Russian roulette. It is. And my like, song list is 530 something songs. And my shtick is I mostly know most of them. And it's true. I do. I can find my way through. They're all on the list because I know I can find my way through them. But if somebody comes and pulls something out that I haven't thought about in three years, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, in solo acoustic karaoke versus a whole band yeah, karaoke, coordinating you know, a band another through all that. Yeah. yeah, forget it. So you have to have a bit, there's a bit more, um, you got to prep, yep. you got to be ready for it. Yep. So, and you know, typically when we're prepping for gigs, it's, it's music prep and there's some of that, but then there's also all this logistic prep yep. and technical AV prep. And I've kind of just started the front side of that. My whole thing is I've got to do things in tiny little chunks. Otherwise I will c- get completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have a absolute meltdown. So we're trying to avoid that yeah. if at all possible. Yeah, that's good. But in the meantime, I'm also solo parenting until literally the day of the event where I have to, um, we basically like meeting up and then driving straight down for the gig to start. So uh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm totally no, fine. It's all good. This is normal and fine. <laughs> yes, 100%. All right. So wanted to, once again, plug, leave them reviews. We haven't gotten any in a, in a few and uh, man, it would be really helpful if y'all would shoot us one, if you're uh, on a platform that offers it because uh, it helps our discoverability and all of that good stuff. And I feel like all the rest of it will be covered later on yeah. uh, at the end of the show. Yeah. So we won't worry about any more of that. So let's just jump right in. Let's do it. The pleasantries have all ceased, but two things kind of popped up this past week, mostly from you guys. Uh, I got two 
separate emails that kind of linked together that felt kind of appropriate to uh, to dig into a topic. And another one is around the conversation with clients and accommodating certain things. So let's go ahead and get into the first part. Two different emails came in. Uh, one of them was from Ryan O'Leary, which I believe he's from uh, So Was Red. Mm. Uh, he's dropped lines to us before. And then the other one, let's see if I can locate that conversation. It was one of our um, former coaching clients. And um, the main question was around uh, David Cross was his name, which is hilarious because David Cross, David Cross is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, to- Tobias Fuke. Right. There are dozens of us. <laughs> anyway, the first question was around uh, forming an LLC. And whether there's any incentive, like when is the right time to form an LLC? And the follow-up question with that uh, was another listener who was asking about setting up a banned bank account. So these are kind of nuts and bolts, like businessy things, and and they're not specifically band centric. Right. So this is kind of a universal small business kind of conversation around when and why you should do those things. Now, Dan and I have slightly different structures to our operations. Dan does not run his band stuff through an LLC. He's doing sole proprietorship DBA. Yep. And I actually don't even have a DBA for my current project. Okay. I'm, you know, soon, but it, it's, it's time, Yeah, but not yet. And I have a, a like just a regular sole proprietor LLC yep. through the state. And the question is, when should you do it? And it's kind of a, a mixed bag because- you should do it when it makes sense. And typically what we're talking about when we're talking about does this make sense is when you are pulling in enough revenue that it kind of necessitates you really starting to pay attention to taxes and your liability when performing at events. And that's kind of when you need to start thinking about, well, I don't want to put myself at risk or my financial investments and assets in peril based on things that may or may not be in my control. So in our case, when we started filing taxes for band purchases and performances uh, was the time that we decided it was time to incorporate. Yeah. Short of that, the time to consider doing a sole proprietorship with a registered DBA doing business as name is when you are making enough money that it's silly to receive checks in your own personal name from the vendor. When it feels like that should be made out to the band name and not to the me name, that's when you do Mm -hmm. that. And maybe if you're a bar band who gets a hundred bucks a head for life, maybe if that's the peak of your ambition, which is fine, maybe that time is never. Yeah. You know, if this is just beer and gear for you guys, then- you probably don't need to worry about it. Probably not. But yeah, if you want to set up a corporate bank account where checks can be made in the name of your group, you got to do it. Because one of the things that happens when you create an LLC or you set up some sort of business entity outside of yourself is you get what's called an EIN, um, an employer identification number. And that is required to set up uh, business checking and that kind of thing. And the other thing is that you know, this isn't something that we've necessarily gone into or um, pursued, but um, getting business financing and loans mm-hmm. is significantly easier than doing it personally. Absolutely. And uh, the rates tend to be better yeah. uh, because of reasons. So, <laughs> <Merca>. um, <laughs> capitalism, you yeah. know, 
it, all those things. Yeah. But yeah, basically, you know, it's it's a it's a professionalism thing. So if you want to be taken seriously and you want to be the kind of person where it's like, well, who do I make the checkout to? It's like, well, you make it out to the smash Bills, and grabbers. I don't know. Yeah. LLC Incorporated right. or whatever. That's right. Um, now the the one thing that we decided to do was I didn't incorporate an LLC for the band. Uh-huh. And that was an intentional thing on my part because I had bigger ambitions. And instead of deciding like, okay, it's going to be members only LLC. First off, I probably would have been challenged right. um, <laughs> in some sort of business court, you know, as far as uh, competition and name rights and that kind of thing. So my LLC is actually the name of the agency that I have created, which is ATL party bands. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a way to create an umbrella under which all music and music adjacent revenue could be funneled into this one account. Typically you don't need to split up business entities unless you feel like there's some sort of significant liability risk to having them all under one umbrella. You know, in our case, we're playing a couple times a month under two or three different names it doesn't really make sense for each of them to have separate accounts and separate EINs. And it just would be more of a headache than anything. So um, we opted not to go that route. And when you say liability, what what kind of things are we talking about? So you always hear about these like horror stories where you're playing at an event, maybe you're four walling something and um, somebody sets a tablecloth on fire and somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, uncle Jim tries to do the worm on the dance floor and, you know, knocks three teeth out. In a litigious society, there is always a possibility that if something goes wrong, that the parties who are injured uh, would try to sue you. And if you don't have any sort of business structure established, then they can go after you, Dan, personally. Mm -hmm. And then if you are found to be liable... Uh, they would have the ability to garner your wages and take your house and all those kinds of things. So LLC literally stands for limited liability company or corporation, however you slice it. So yeah, it basically means that you can take what the business has and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And in my case, that's, you know, that's not a whole bunch, you know? Right. (laughs) So that, that's the intent typically. Do you, um, so as an LLC, do you file taxes as like on, on, on schedule C self-employment forms? So I, I declare all of my income from music uh-huh. under self-employment. Yeah. I'm not necessarily filing taxes separately for the band. It, it is kind of right. still under our personal, right. you know, and, and my understanding is tax. that's, that's how LLCs and LPs file. And then Up so to a certain amount. obviously same is true for a self proprietorship, whether or not you registered a DBA, that's the yep. way to handle that is a self-employment income and expense, by the way, uh, don't just claim the income. That's <laughs> you're missing the boat. <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. I mean, the main upside for doing it that way is that you can then 1099 the players in your band, and then you aren't on the hook for all of the money that you don't end up taking home. Right. So. Right. Very different from an S corp or a C corp. I had an S corp for a while that I was doing freelance software engineering under and that's a whole other structure. It's got to file its own taxes independently. It's supposed to file quarterly estimated taxes. It's a whole deal, probably too heavyweight a structure for what almost all of us listening here are doing. Yeah. Much more formal than probably any of us need. Yeah. 
It was more formal so, than for what I needed then. It was the wrong structure. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an oopsie daisy in your mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got to fall flat on your face to realize you didn't make the right choice. Yeah, it seems to be the story of my life. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, um, while we're on the the topic of forming LLCs, if you know a lawyer, have them do it. Mm. Because one of the other things that again we're talking about, kind of separating you the person versus you the business entity is that you have the ability to add a representative Mm -hmm. to your LLC. And um, it's always nice when you can just put a law firm on the front side of that because one, they put their address on the form. And so you may not get all of the, uh, all right, I'll go ahead and say it, all of the scam mail that you're going to get as a small business owner, which just drives me absolutely up the wall. The fact that people who are like willing to put their necks out, try to go into business for themselves. And then you have all these predatory companies who try to take advantage of these people and nickel and dime them for things that are not even necessary. Yeah. It's just, it's so maddening. Yeah. And um, yeah. It, it, I was really shocking. It really, um, it really is. Anything that you do that leaves a residue on the public record, like a corporate filing or a real estate transaction, things like that. Yeah. You're going to accrue some junk mail around that. And I, because I talk about it so much, not only on this show, but on social media and that kind of thing, I now have friends that they get their mail and like, I I am constantly getting pictures of Mm. like, is this legit? Is this legit? (laughs) And the problem is, is that the way that they, they structure these, these, you know, mailers is that they look official. And there's been a couple of times where somebody's gotten something you're like, I was going to throw this out. I was like, no, that's the literal but, reminder that you need to register with the secretary of yeah, state. That's actually from the this IRS. Is, yeah. It's the only thing you need to concern yourself yeah. with. Yeah. Burn everything else. But like, yeah, you do have to look at them with a critical eye. You got to yeah. read. Same thing with like, because get a speeding ticket and suddenly you're just buried in come ons from traffic lawyers trying to save you 50 bucks or something. It's yeah. Spend 150 to save 25. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So in summation, start one if it makes sense or if you're ready to, you know, start getting checks cut out in a cool name. Yeah. That's pretty much what it boils down to. I mean, it, it's it's really, there is a, a revenue threshold. So if you have been listening to this podcast and consuming our content and you are in fact making good money yeah. playing music, ding, you should probably consider <laughs> incorporating. Yeah. End of rant. When's the right time? Now. Now. Or maybe a year from now. Yeah. Or whatever's right. Maybe yesterday was. You might be late. I mean, you got a flux capacitor? I don't. You got 1.21 gigawatts? I don't. I don't. Not at the moment. A bolt of light. I did almost have one. I did. I showed you that the other day there was uh, there's a uh, DeLorean time machine up for auction. Uh-huh. At the, was that Meekums? That big Midwest auto auction they have every year? Yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to donate to the buy Adam a DeLorean time machine fund, you can email us covermancovidentialgmail.com. Yeah. What's your, what's your ATM pin? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I think that kind of, I, I think that puts a solid pin so. in that conversation. Yeah. So um, if you guys have any follow-up questions, anything specific, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, we are, we are an open book. We will share what we know. The other thing I wanted to talk about was around client requests. Yeah. So in this thing that we've got coming up on Thursday, because they're structuring it as a singing competition, first off, the client is a total like rock star because she's in a band. Mm. And so she totally gets that like some things are 
feasible and some things aren't. So, um, she was like, I'm going to, I will give you guys as much notice as possible when people have things kind of narrowed down. She sent out our song list to kind of get a preliminary working deal. But with karaoke, there's always this element of going off the book. Right. What about this song? What about this song? So we had the conversation early on. She's like, well, what if there's songs that aren't on your list? How much notice do you need? And I was like, as much as possible, but we will do what we can to, to accommodate. So last week we got a more like a quote unquote final pre-approval list. Okay. And at the end of it, there were, I think, three requests that weren't on our list. And we looked at them and it was like, okay, I think we can, we can make this happen. And then three days ago, I got like four more, hmm. but the content and the kind of style of the things that they were asking for just weren't really feasible for us to to do they were like what about new york new york i was like how is a four-piece <laughs> rock band going to play frank sinatra uh, or yeah it was like the humpty dance digital underground which has like absolutely like, no I can put the track actual on. instruments in. well and that's what i said i was like you know for me we are ultimately in the customer service industry. Sure. i want to say yes mm-hmm. To whatever you're asking for in our contract, and this is also in the blank contract that you can purchase on our website. The special request section is in our technical writer, and it says the following: If there are special song requests that you'd like us to accommodate, please discuss with us as soon as possible. Due to the technical complexities of certain material, special requests cannot be guaranteed. Hmm. We will, however, let you know prior to the performance whether we are able to accommodate the request. That's good. Basically, it's like, we'll try. Let us know ahead of time. We can't guarantee it. We will do our best. Yeah. Yeah. In so many words. Yeah. I get around this problem by having every song I know be in my book. So comes someone says, Do you know so and so by Watch and Watch? Well, is it in the book? I don't know. I haven't looked. Well, I'll tell you it's not. I don't know it. But every song I know is in the book. So let me learn that one. Come back next week. I did one time at a karaoke show have somebody want to take my guitar and just play a song, play a whole song. And um, that intuitively felt wrong to me. Yeah. Would you allow that? Would you do that? So this is weird to me because as a musician, I don't necessarily feel compelled to step into somebody else's gig. Right. But this is karaoke. This is, I, people are coming up to sing. Yeah. That does kind of complicate things because you are there to facilitate yep. and you are there to give performance opportunities to the the you know the correct patrons of that establishment That's right and like as a i'm of two minds of this because as a guy who's being paid to be there for three hours if you walk up and i know that you can do it and you want to play three songs that's three less songs i have to play that's true so a little bit of that that's true but also there is a component of people who, who need to play probably shouldn't yeah yeah i, I had and no those idea who do about the, the don't ask yeah i had no clue on the um there was this person making this request was not a known quantity to me in the slightest the first time i met them mm-hmm. what i said was what you're thinking of is an open mic it's fair and this isn't that there are people coming to this who are not professionals don't do this for real like we want to keep the bar very accessible and human and like a professional stepping up to show something just kind of doesn't, it's not the vibe. And yeah. and they were like, oh, totally get it. hundred percent. And then did some karaoke with me. It was like, it didn't 
didn't knock them out of the room or anything. It was all right. fine. But uh, yeah, that was that was a clear answer. Like this, just I can point you to some real good open mics in town, but this is not that. Yeah, I just, like as a person who plays, I feel like as much as I want to, uh-huh. the desire to do that is very low. Do an open mic? Well, but yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I don't want to do an it. open mic. No, thank you. But I also don't want to like step into somebody else's right gig. Right. If I'm asked, like if I show up and my buddy's like, "Hey." I need to go take a leak. Can you, can you do a couple of songs? I would entertain the idea yeah. just, you know, because then you're being helpful. Well, and, you know, like, listen, if you happen to be at an acoustic show of mine and I was like, oh my God, come up and do, don't stop believing with me. And like, I put, yeah. you know, that's a different thing that being invited up by somebody who's in the community with you. Like that's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other deal. Yeah. It's so tricky. And, you know, for us, it's a matter of, I mean, there's just, there's different kinds of bands. There, there are bands who are just grip it and rip it. And they're like, I think we could get three quarters of the way through the song and we could probably just BS the rest. Uh-huh. And I have been in bands like that and it it's fun. It's scary. Yeah. But um, my buddy Brandon has a group down here called the, uh, the Elegant Bachelors. And it is primarily like a 90s band, you know, kind of grungy, kind of rock stuff. But everything's fluid and it depends on the night and you have to just, you have to keep your head in the swivel because you don't know what's going right. to, what's coming. Yeah. And I have subbed for them on a couple of occasions and I don't think we ever played the song list that was written down. Yeah. And it, it just, it depends on what's happening. And sometimes right. you, you surprise yourself. I hadn't learned it, hadn't discussed it. It, it had never crossed my mind. Someone was like seven nation army hmm. and I'm playing bass. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got to do this whole thing. And so I just sat there like two seconds. I was like, okay. Yep. It was, it was like five, six, seven. And that was it. We were off to the races. Other times you have to be like, oh, snap. I need to go into my yeah. chart thing and look up, yeah. you know, what are the changes here yeah. so I can keep up. And I remember one night we were prepping to go into this gig. And I was like, you guys need to listen to this pop punk and emo stuff. Because uh, the last time we played, the crowd was pretty young. And the drummer was furious. giving me all kinds of static huh. about... I don't think you like that stuff. And so I was like, well, put these two songs on, put them on deck in case we need them. One of them was Sugar We're Going Down. Uh-huh. And we started playing that song and like the place, the roof peeled off. <laughs> and so we had literally two songs, even though I'd given them probably eight that we could have done. And this is big. This is something that I've, I, I rarely experience in this world. But at the end of the gig, he walked up to me and he shook my hand. He goes, you were right. I was wrong. Mm. We should have worked on all of that stuff. And I was like, wow. Dang. Like, that was really, <laughs> you know, f- for a musician to go there, that's tough because yeah. we are not as a, a species really apt to do that. No. No. So <laughs> that was one of those, those unique moments. That's and, good. Um, that's good. Yeah. In contrast, Members Only is a very structured band. It is very intentional. Uh, my neuroses are very intertwined <laughs> with the way that we run our show. Members only getting a request in the moment. It's not going to be a hard no necessarily, Yeah, but we are very accustomed to running the show in a particular order in the way that we do things. Yeah. And no, so, if you're a band whose show is on rails, like a request is really hard to fit in. And on occasion, we'll kind of move stuff around and we'll try to, but I mean, the best thing is when someone's like, Hey man, 
can you guys do da 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 and it's like three songs away in the yeah. set list and you're like i think i think i think it worked out i got you let me see what i can I do got you yeah. but um this last gig that we did uh at 37 main one of our friends like dear friends i've known this girl for decades at this point walked up to the stage with a napkin and a 20 dollar bill and asked for a song that we straight up don't know uh. and it was terrible yeah and I literally like the like the set ended. I immediately like I dropped my guitar. I literally like ran off the stage and went straight to her. And I was like, "You need this back because we didn't do it, and I don't know it, and I feel bad, and I'm sorry." And she's like, "No, keep it because I want to hear it next time." Yeah, like, there you go. Oh, you're good. Uh, that song, by the way, was "She Bop" by Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah, so, I've never played it. Yeah, I, it's one of those never, ones that I bet I think I know, but then when I get into it, I bet there's more to it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the way with like all Cindy Lauper songs. They're like kind of tricky. Yeah, and, but like we we do two of her songs already, so like what's one more? Sure. And, and that was kind of like it's a little it's a little little spicy. It is. You know? Yeah, it's a fun one. So that's again that's another accommodation. That's another request that we were like we got to make it happen. But also like you said, we'll come back next time. We'll exactly. we'll have it we'll have it judged up for you. Yeah. In fact, I have a in the app that I wrote to manage karaoke. I have a section that's about requests. Mm-hmm. People come up to me like, hey, you should do it. I'm like, you know what? My brain's full. I can't. I can't. But in the app, there's a place for you to tell me that. And I'll see it tomorrow and I'll deal with it. Awesome. So in conclusion, take requests. And form but an maybe LLC. Don't. <laughs> and form an LLC. But don't take requests on forming LLCs. You only need one. You only need one. And unless you're like a lawyer, you don't need to be creating LLCs for other people. Right. And I think that's that. I think so too. Folks. Friends. We've reached the point in the show where we're like, we start thanking you again. And we thank you for all the support. And I'll tell you, we had a bunch of emails come in. There's a coaching thing out in the air. And we do love talking to you guys. Uh, We actually had the guys from Level Up reach out this week asking some follow-up stuff for some work we had done for them last year. Awesome. And um, we're all about keeping the lines open. We want to help you guys however we can. So if you want to hit us up, coverbandconfidential, gmail.com, whatever it is you need. Or go to coverbandconfidential.com, fill out the contact form. We do the things that we can do to help you go further faster, making good money playing music. Darn right. Ding! The other thing that I'm grateful for is uh, Mike Schulte. Yes. Because you know what Mike did? Mike stepped up. He did. We actually got to let Adam Moskowitz out of the basement. Yeah. Where he's been just tirelessly for the past... Couple Some of years. Think he recorded just, that. No, he does that live every episode. Every single it's time. Incredible. It's crazy. Well, you get to you get to feast your earballs on a brand new for the show, and I think it's going to be great. And we, maybe we won't give it so much attention <laughs> in follow <laughs> in subsequent episodes. Maybe. But uh, Mike Schulte from the Pork Tornadoes and the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Who are doing very well, by the way. Seriously. Yeah, they're signed with iHeartRadio. Like, they're, like, legit. Yeah. Like, they're doing the thing that we've been trying to do. (laughs) But they're doing it for real. Yeah. Anywho, we'll let him explain the rest of it. Thanks again for tuning in. And we love you guys. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of May 19th, 2023. Hey everybody, it's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. 
podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest, it's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community. Do it. I'm serious. Do it now. Do all these things, or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town, book a show the same night as your band at a different bar. I'm serious. We'll do it. 